At Meridian Audio, we deliver extraordinary experiences. We create moments that bring people together, forge shared connections and make unforgettable memories. Don't just take our word for it. Experience audio as it's meant to sound. With a visit to our Cambridgeshire HQ, it's the home of high-res audio. Hello and welcome to The Integrated Home. We are the podcast produced by the Home Integration Community for the Home Integration Community. My name is Jeff Hayward, and with my industry guest today, we'll be looking at audio. What are customers looking for when they listen to music in their home? Is it all about convenience? What role does content have to play in the discussion? And how can we persuade customers about the benefits of great sound in a media room and home cinema setup? We also look at two demo options for installation businesses without their own dedicated space. Can a showroom collaboration with an interior designer work for your business? And what are brands doing to support installers in selling their services? Welcome to the Integrated Home. Today, we're podcasting about all things audio from the home of Hi-Res itself, Meridian. We're actually in the company's demonstration cinema here near Cambridge, and I'm joined by Meridian sales director, Barry Sheldrick, alongside him from award-winning London-based integrator NV Integration, we have the top man himself, Pip Evans. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Firstly, Barry, can you tell me a bit about your background? Yeah, sure. So I guess this is the 20th year for me of um, working in audio video. I know with this young face, it's difficult to tell. Uh, so I started in tech support. Um, for a company called Tag McLaren Audio, actually in this same building. Did about three years or so on tech support and then started in sales. Been around audio video for most of my life. It's always been a real passion for me. So finding myself in this role as the sales director of uh, an amazing audio brand is uh, where I wanted to be. And talk to us about this place. What, wh where are we sitting? Where are we podcasting from? So we're in our reference theatre. So we built this using our design service to show um, our dealers that by using the design service, this is the type of space that you can create. Um, we specifically made it as a reference system, so something you wouldn't expect to have on demonstration because of either cost or size requirements for that. So um, we've got our largest loudspeakers. Um, we also distribute Barcode Residential range, so we have one of their very large projectors and a very large display technology screen, just to really showcase what's possible um, without any uh, barriers to uh, cost or, uh, or otherwise. Very good. And Pip, what about you? Where have you come from? Well, I initially studied sound engineering and uh, that led into a, a job for a, a local integrator out in the shires back in the day. And I transitioned from there to uh, working in London and then set up NV Integration in 2012. And yeah, just been growing the company ever since. And what's your typical customer, would you say? Perhaps slightly different to most due to the geographical location of where we target to win our projects. Um, but private client, high net worth individual, um, foreign nationals, um, people who have second homes in and around southwest London. And do you have a demonstration space? Yeah, we also have a demonstration space in London, in Belgravia, um, where we have lots of different solutions on display in there, from home automation, lighting controls, very discreet audio systems, very high quality audio systems, lots of things from future automation to hide and reveal as well. 
and that if I'm not mistaken is within a, an interior design showroom isn't it? Yeah so we set up the showroom in 2013 in partnership with uh, Staff and Tolgard Interior Design Group um, and it was literally a, a concrete shell on the first day that I ever walked in and saw that that building um, and the objective for the for the showroom is that it's not really um, it's, it's not a furniture shop it's a place to go and see solutions so there's rooms that are mocked up like a living room and a kitchen and a dining room and then we weaved our magic into that space so that there's things which are are there that can be seen but when they're in use but then can also be hidden when they're not in use so very very discreet audio solutions and that's kind of the the usp of what we're what our message is about okay do the two of you spin off each other i mean do you get clients that stefan might be interested in and vice versa Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, more so perhaps one-way traffic when we were a, a startup company, because obviously when we set up the showroom, the company was only 12 months going. Um, and that was a huge boost for us in the early days um, to have access to their clients and you know be there and be going to networking events and things like that. And then also that's fed back the other way when we've had client meetings there and then the customer gets to see what Staffan is about and the interiors that they have there and then that's fed back in as well so what other benefits does it bring um especially in the early days um going to events and meeting people and you know i i used to say to coin a phrase that i was riding surreptitiously on on the coattails of that brand and and that has actually become more of a brand since we started that partnership back in 2013 but you know to be affiliated with with that company is quite a well-regarded interior design company has has it's very hard to quantify the the measure of the success of that but if i had to do it again the the answer would be yes but to answer your question you know th there's there's quite a lot of events that go on at that showroom especially around the the design seasons um and so you know invitations to those events people that we meet um and obviously um, sometimes access to an introduction on projects as well. I think a lot of integrators will look at what you've done and think that's actually quite a good solution if you can't build your own experience space. For sure, for sure. Um, I spoke to someone I know in the industry though and they, they, looked, at, they looked at the flip side of that and said um, they, were, they had an opportunity to open a showroom with an interior designer and they said that um, they phoned around and asked a few other interior designers how that would be perceived and they said that they wouldn't like it. Do you think you lose access to other interior designers because you're so closely tied with Stefan? You don't know what you don't know. So it's a very hard question to answer. I hope the answer is no, but I could be wrong. He does sell furniture to other interior designers. He's not just selling to clients though, is he? Yeah, but I think that's to a certain type of interior designer that needs access to those brands that perhaps larger companies can't get and thankfully due to where we're based and our reputation we're dealing with the larger size companies of interior design who usually have their own direct accounts with the brands that Stefan offers anyway. Barry how do you use the facility here to support installers who maybe don't have a showroom space? Well we invite any of our um, installers to come up to experience the systems for themselves and also bring their clients up as well. So um, generally what will happen is um, they'll have an initial meeting with the client to get an idea of what, what they're after in terms of um, audio, video, lighting, heating, CCTV, all of the things which an integrator would look after. Um, and then the client has an interest in something a bit better in terms of audio. And at that point they can't, they'll bring the clients up to meet us. So I generally get to see very 
qualified leads if you like so i've got a great great showroom i've got great space lots of systems set up lots of flexibility um, and really just get to show them how good audio can be and why that would make their life better um, so that's that's generally what the space is used for positives about the location uh, we've got a lot of space um, <laughs> one of the other positives is that we do manufacture here as well so um, if you're looking at you know investing some money into an audio solution or a video solution and you get to see the products being made in Britain I think that's a, a key point for us too. What about Belgravia how does that work for you Pip? It's somewhere that we use pretty much by appointment only generally due to the geographical location we don't get that many walk-ins we had a a very famous person walk in in the first week and I thought that would be the uh, the run of the mill but it hasn't been unfortunately um, but yeah if we have an inquiry then we invite people to come down and we use it to a place to have a meeting and do a demonstration at the same time of the type of solution that you could have just like Barry's using this cinema here to demonstrate what they can do we're demonstrating what we can do in Belgravia but it would obviously be completely different for their own project so again it's a kind of qualified lead that you're you're getting through the door if it was someone to come into the showroom, then it would definitely be, uh, in history, in experience, it's been qualified leads that come through the door through an appointment that's been made. What about other services, Barry, that you offer to support installers? Uh, the key one, I think, is probably the design service. So um, we invite them to send across plans and then we can create distributed audio systems um, using either our range of in-wall loudspeakers or in-room loudspeakers or another range of um, you know, outdoor loudspeakers if they're doing garden spaces, and then full theater design with um, uh, you know, recommended sound pressure level, targets to be hit, viewing angles for the screen, brightness, and also um, room treatment. So we can offer a complete solution to the integrators. For that. What sort of take up do you get on that? Uh, it's pretty high. It's, it's been a really successful part of our growth, to be honest. Number one, the integrators trust us because they've seen our theatre um, or theatres. We have two systems um, set up to do demonstrations, one in wall, one in room. So they know that they're going to get something quality at the end, which removes some of the fear from them on the project. The other thing is that generally the clients will end up spending more than they had planned on um, because of the way we structure the quotations. So we'll give a minimum performance standard, if you like, within a quotation, and then we'll give them sell-up options. And we'll also give the integrators the language to sell those sell-up options because not everyone's that comfortable talking about audio and just saying, you should buy this one because it's better, um, kind of loses some of the impact. So we give them some of that um, language if they're not comfortable talking about sound what, that they can use to explain those um, those upgrades to clients as well. We, we actually used the um, design specification service a couple of years ago for uh, the largest project that we've ever worked on. So that Thailand job? Yeah and um, the client came here on the back of receiving the design and specification service which was all brand branded with Meridian and MV integration and for us, we didn't necessarily need the, the technical linguistics that um, Barry was talking about. But what it did show for, from our side is that someone had put a lot of work into that uh, proposal and designing that system to go together. And that's something that we packaged up and sent to the client with pricing. Um, and it just made it look like we'd really, really gone the extra mile for that client, which we then converted the sale, delivered the job and won numerous awards, inc including Best Cinema for the project so really really successful story keep listening for your chance to win a sony native 4k home cinema projector distributed in the uk by awe
I know what you're thinking. What makes Pip Evans tick? Well, it's time to find out. Pip has taken his place in the hot seat and it's Barry's job to find out as much as he can about him in the space of 30 seconds. Are you ready, Pip? Born ready, Jeff. Away we go. What's your favourite demo when you're selling a home cinema experience? Tron. What one quality do you need to succeed in this industry? Good customer service. Which three guests from the industry would you like to have at a dinner party? David Graham, David Graham and David Graham. Oh. Who's better, Muse or Radiohead? Tough question, but Radiohead. Which technology from the last five years is having the biggest effect on your business? Lighting control. What's the last box set that you enjoyed? Fargo. Banana plugs or RCAs? Speaker link. What would your dream job be outside the industry? I'd like to be an architect. And what's your favourite deadly sin? <sighs> Gotta be envy. Hi, I'm James, home cinema trainer and product manager at AWE. We distribute Sony home cinema projectors to UK retailers and installers. From lens to living room, Sony are involved in every step of content creation. AWE have combined with the Integrated Home Podcast to give UK residential technology integrators the chance to win a Sony VPL VW270 native 4K home cinema projector, retailing at £5,000. To enter, simply direct messages on Twitter at AWE underscore Europe and answer the following question. Sony have a claim that no other projector manufacturer can make. Is it A, from lens to living room, or B, from set to sofa? For more chances to enter, listen to episodes one and three for additional questions. The winner will be announced in episode four. Competition closes at 9am on the 8th of April 2019. For full terms and conditions, visit integratedhome.podient.co. Home entertainment was the birthplace of the professional home integration sector. In those early days, I recall one installer saying that the industry could usefully describe itself as providing posh hi-fi for TOFs. Things have undoubtedly moved on, but what is the place of professionally installed audio in the home integrator's toolkit today? And more importantly, does it have a future? Barry, where do you think audio is heading? Well, fortunately, I think it's heading in a way where people are actually more interested in higher quality audio now. Um, we've gone through that cycle of quality and convenience. Storage has got really low price now for large amounts of storage. The audio files actually haven't got any larger um, and our ability to stream them um, either mobile or at home is much improved with higher internet bandwidth. So uh, I think that we'll see more and more people using high quality audio streams and much less uh, of the compression that we saw maybe 10 years ago. Would you agree, Pip? I, I definitely agree with what Barry said. Um, the, uh, the content in the marketplace is driving that in terms of things like the file size coming down and the, the internet speeds getting quicker. It's really, really turned audio in its head from where it was 10 years ago. You know, we're, not, we're not messing around with things like uh, NAS drives and hard drive storage internally in the house anymore. I remember uh, the engineers sitting there with uh, ripping machines, ripping CDs for, for days on end, <laughs> and um, that's just something that's completely gone away now. And do your uh, typical customers, do they look at music as something to be enjoyed or are they happy with it being in the background? They definitely want to enjoy music and it's important to them. Um, how much so perhaps depends on the client and the room that it's going in and the house and the aesthetics of the house and, and, and so many factors. You'll find that a lot of customers are very happy to have that convenience box ticked in, in a number of rooms, but then want different horses for courses in different parts of the house but 
the the need is there and we're regularly putting in depending on the size of the house i would say audio in all the primary rooms and all the primary bedrooms as well and maybe just those those secondary or very small rooms which which get left out so a, a lot of a lot of audio in in houses you obviously go and see a lot of houses that integrators are working on barry is that a similar trend that you pick up yeah i think quite because things have matured anyway people have had audio around their homes uh, in the past and they've moved to other homes and they've got a better understanding of how they use the spaces in their in their last home so we're seeing um, some areas being very lightly populated with basic audio systems but then actually a lot more money is being spent in the key locations um, places where like the kitchen actually is a, is a key one uh, so much time is spent for so many people in the kitchen that we're seeing some pretty serious audio systems going into kitchens uh, living rooms is a fairly obvious one um, that's often integrated with the television as well but um, people are spending um, on really quite high high performance audio systems in um, relatively ordinary spaces because they know that they really enjoyed it last time and, and want to enjoy it more in, in this home or in, in another home that they're building. How important do you think is content in driving music consumption for your customers? I think it's vital. I think it's the, the reason that customers come to us and say that they're doing a project and, and they want to have audio because they the the Spotify experience is so transitional now from where they everywhere that they spend time in their lives. Um, you get in your car and the music stops on your phone and it starts playing through your car speakers and they want that same journey when they come home and listen to music as well and that is driven by content and it's our job to get that into our customers' homes in a really, really simple way. Yeah, absolutely agree entirely. Um, you take music with you. Um, it's we've always really done that we've had Walkmans and we've had iPods and we had mp3 players um, but they always lived separately you know you'd have to dial into another system take the tape out in the old days and put it into the home but um, now your music is with you your phone has huge amount of storage you can have Tidal you can have Spotify you can have Cobuzz any of those audio services with thousands of albums on the phone that you can just easily access and exactly that you know you jump in the car you listen to music you get home, you go into your house, you want to connect to the home, you want to be able to listen to that same music. So it's exactly how music is consumed these days. And what about quality? Is that a big factor? You mentioned it earlier. So I think people are just more aware of quality um, because the bar has been raised anyway. So if we look at headphone usage now, you know, how many people would have spent £300, £500 on some headphones 15 years ago? Probably a select few um, who are really into that type of listening. Whereas you walk around any any city centre these days and you can see a couple of hundred quids worth of headphones on a whole bunch of different people. That gives them a more intimate connection with music. So when they listen to something that's a bit disappointing, um, maybe it's not a full range of, of audio or maybe the streaming quality is really compressed and low, they're actually aware of what that means now um, and they know that something better is available. And so that's really opened the opportunity up for the integrators to offer something that is you know, genuinely appreciably better. I actually think that it's slightly different than that, that um, the, those in the know and those, those that know Meridian probably know audio and know what good audio and bad audio is. My job is to get out there and tell the message and educate people about what it is that we're offering and what how it is that we can do something differently to having an airplay speaker on the side for example and one of the really cool things that we can do with that is 
things like Tidal, we can explain the difference between lossless audio and they can still have the convenience because that's the most important thing to them from where they're coming from. But then we explain to them what the high res audio bit's about. And then the accessibility of how we put that into their homes is is like a driver really that we use to um, justify why they might want might not want to have a pair of basic speakers in that room or if they if they're going to have this uh, really really nice source that they're putting into the speakers then they want to be able to reproduce it as clearly as possible as well so it's about for us we really we're really trying to do the message of getting the message out there to our end users and to the designers and the specifiers as well about the difference between the mp3 formats and the something better as well that's really interesting because i think you would have looked back 10 years ago and thought the quality trend was all going in one direction, but now it seems what you're saying is there's an opportunity to upsell and to take people back to that quality experience. Yeah, I don't think people realise what ha ha I don't think people realise what happened when the internet speeds were so low that it was difficult to stream high res audio. That's why MP3 was born, and that's why the audio track was destroyed for the convenience factor of they needed to get that music out there into the marketplace. Thankfully, the internet speeds have caught up now. And it seems to be the bit that the content, which is now finally catching up to. In the projects you work on in London, presumably you're doing quite a lot of renovations where the room size and dimensions may not necessarily be perfect to get great audio performance as well. So that must be a challenge. Absolutely. And listed lots of listed properties as well, where it's even more of a challenge. The ceilings are decorative and they can't even be touched. And but the remit is still to have completely invisible audio. So how do you do um, that? <laughs> Lots of with creative ways and means, um, but no, you can put things into joinery. You can hide them behind acoustic cloth. Um, you can make them the same colour as the walls. We work with one interior design company, and whenever we work with a project for them, we always include custom paint finishing of any speaker grill which is going to be going into the project because we know from working and experience with them that that's something they're going to want and expect and ask for. So we just do it as standard for them. Are you seeing that trend, the custom finishes, is that growing? Yeah, I mean, it counts for a large, um, large percentage of the speakers. Generally, the bigger they are, the more times we'll do custom finishes. Um, so much so that we introduced things like farrow and ball paint colours because that was something we got asked for. We typically have always done gloss finishes, but we've developed a range of matte finishes because people like to have stuff that's um, a bit different. Um, so, yeah, the custom paint finish thing is a, is, is a big thing and it's... For us, it's great because you can get the performance that you want, but with the aesthetic that you need as well to um, fit in within the room. From an integration perspective, what are you looking for from an audio system that you're putting in? I think this is something which is always changing and will always be changing. Control 4 seemed to have a, a, a great um, string to their bow a few years ago when they had full Sonos integration and they were shouting about that from the rooftops over all the others. Um, then that got whipped out from under their feet and now it seems to be a much more level playing field again but that used to be a, a real driver that customers would ask for full integration and they wanted integration with their music system as well and Spotify has always has been the brand the go-to brand for a few years now but we're looking for reliability there in terms of integration that's got to be the most important thing because working 99 times out of 100 is not enough if we're integrating with music content we need it to be working 100% of the time. Otherwise, we're going to be living in that customer's house and, and no one wants that to happen. How reliable is that, is achieving that in an integrated home where you're bringing lots of systems together? What well, is our job to not sell the solutions which don't, don't work 100% of the time. So perhaps the customer might have 
done some research online if they're that type of client and that would be our job to explain yeah you, you could do that and you could try it but we're not certain of the robustness of it so we're going to stick with these things which we've tried and tested and we know they work together and there's a, a driver or a module from to make them work and sometimes that might not be what the customer wants but it's infinitely better than over promising and under delivering for a brand like meridian where you're coming into this space in in, in a significant way in the last few years again that that must be a consideration of how things work with other brands and other systems yeah that's a huge thing i mean um you know opening things up making things more accessible um, Pip touched on the drivers, you know, something that's that's really important. Um, so we've invested heavily in making sure that we've got good drivers for the products because that's how people are going to control them. Um, for us, it kind of, it sits into two camps. So you can have systems which are almost built into the fabric in terms of having zone linking and those types of facilities. So uh, a product like Rune, for example, which you know our products work with but also works with a hundred other manufacturers products give a lot of flexibility with um, offering a, a great way of getting things like tidal and cobos around the home um, but then we, we see a separate part which is really that walking in from the from the car into the home where you want to connect with with um, Spotify connect or maybe you want to connect with with airplay um, so releasing products which allow you to have um, almost a sort of a system which is part of the fabric of the system of the home, but then also something that allows you to room by room play something that's on your phone um, just to give that flexibility. So you do a lot of media rooms, don't you, Pip? Uh, yeah, we do. D due to where we are, there's um, and, and the refurbishment style of the nature of our projects, then there's generally not a dedicated home theatre on every room, I'm afraid. Sorry, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> but how important is audio in that sort of environment? I guess it's mostly led by the screen, isn't it, rather than audio performance or is audio important no audio is definitely important because in a media room a media room is a place where people would sit and socialize and converse and they might like to have music at the same time i i personally think that her dedicated home theaters are somewhere you go and watch a movie as per the name and you wouldn't necessarily sit there and listen to the music it's generally very dark there's a lack of windows natural light so a media room is somewhere which is actually perhaps more important to have music than a home theater what are you seeing in media rooms, Barry? Uh, two, kind of two different distinct ends. One is where some would put in a relatively modest 5.1 system, um, which is obviously quite a lot of work to put in in the first place. And you end up with a lot of things to hide, you know, back to the point of making things um, look invisible, hiding five speakers and a sub or seven speakers and two subs or any of those things in a media room is, is quite a challenge. So we are seeing more people actually invest in um, really high quality two channels so take the same budget and buy a pair of speakers which offer a lot of performance easier to install more discreet visually speaking and arguably we'll actually get better performance you'll certainly get better fidelity um, so that's quite popular um, we've we've added a few features to some of our install products where you have um, the ability to use one speaker as a, as a soundbar so both left left and right channels of audio can be played um, because the soundbar market is certainly there and offering a premium solution for that is, um, you know, is, is key as well. But we are generally seeing, you know, the trend towards quality rather than channel count for media rooms. And in the home cinema environment, are you seeing a lot more Dolby Atmos systems? Are you putting that sort of stuff in, more speakers? Yeah, absolutely. When, when it came out and um, we first started talking about it to the specifiers we work with, we, 
we initially saw people slightly rolling their eyes at uh, a way of selling more speakers, but I think that's the point you need to stop them and you say, no, no, actually, this is something that you need to explain to your customers that they are going to need and want um, because that's how the films are being recorded. And this isn't just a, a means of selling more speakers conveniently as a byproduct, more speakers get sold for us. Um, but if we were to do a, a, a home cinema now, a dedicated theatre room, and we didn't at least talk to the customer about Atmos and the need for them to have it, I think that would be a real disservice on our part to the customer. Because you know, if they're uh, comparing with their friends and they've got Atmos and their friends have got Atmos and they haven't, then that's going to be um, that's going to be egg on the face. Would you agree, Barry? Yeah, I mean, it's it's so available um, the Atmos format in terms of you can get it from streaming services, you can get it from um, you know from Blu-ray discs and from UHD discs as well. Um, it's absolutely there. Um, Sometimes we see systems where we've quoted a system and they're not interested in going for additional overhead speakers. But at that point, at least they're aware that that exists as an option in the first place. Um, in the really big systems, it's fantastic because the level of immersion and enveloping you can get, not necessarily from more overheads, but from more surround channels. So physically more speakers around the room um, is definitely an advantage. And as a, as a byproduct, yes, you do sell more loudspeakers, but I think the important thing for me is making sure that um, we're not taking that same budget and diluting it over nine speakers or 15 speakers or however many it might be. Um, you can't reduce the quality of your main channels just because you want to add more channels into the system. That's the key bit to get across. You know, the left, center, right channels are still the most important channels in any cinema or media room system. That's where the dialogue comes from. That's where the music comes from if you're playing. Uh, you know, music on that system too. So um, taking shortcuts just to add more channels from the same pot um, is something we advise against because you are going to reduce the overall experience by by taking money out of those those front channels. Are clients prepared to spend more money on audio, good quality audio? Yeah, absolutely. I think if it's explained in the right way, that's why we go back to the content and we talk about content at the start of the process as being the important thing because then that helps them to understand when they look at the total bill or the cost per speaker, that's the need, that's the driver behind that, which says this is why this, this speaker costs that much. And going back to what Barry was saying earlier, um, it, it's much better to be informed about why you're spending that money rather than it just sounds better. So what factors resonate with customers when you're selling the audio experience to them, would you say? The content that they can have in their home, the convenience of being able to listen to it, our, our customers are used to having people to do the most basic everyday tasks for them. And if we put too many barriers in the way to giving them the convenience of doing the thing that they want to be able to do, they're busy people and they probably just won't do it. So we're looking at ways to really, really, really oversimplify the audio listening experience in people's homes. We find that people generally listen to the same thing. And so it doesn't really require a lot of navigation and to give people quick, fast, accessible means of turning their music on and off, that's something that's gone down really well. It's more, more, much more simple in, in the recent years. And then the last thing which is hugely important is the aesthetic of the way that it looks and the way that it works and how, how discreet it is in, in their rooms. Anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I look at it from a slightly different position on the basis that I'm doing demonstrations for clients with their integrators at our factory so for me it's more of an emotional sell um, 
So showing them content, playing them clips that really resonate with them, that bring back memories. You know, everyone has has uh, associates times in their life with different different soundtracks. Um, if we're playing music, so that's something that if you hear something that genuinely moves you, um, which sounds a bit cheesy to say, but it does actually happen a lot. There's a, a number of times we've done demonstrations and people have had a tear in their eye afterwards. So that shows you that an inanimate thing can make you feel really different about yourself. And I think people like to have that type of experience and, and like to think they can have that experience in their own home. So that that is actually a more powerful sell, but it does all come back to the things that Pippa said, that they hear these things and they expect it to be easy. They want it to be able to be hidden away, um, but you can certainly um, trigger an emotion with them um, with a powerful demonstration that, that is really long lasting. That's your Metallica demo, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a, for a certain for a certain uh, client, definitely Metallica demo can get them uh, excited and pumped up. Um, but it's not not always that. But sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. We did ask what the favourite demo of Pip was earlier. What would be yours? Um, I do I do like that um, Metallica demo because it's <laughs> huge scale. Um, it's well recorded. Um, it's very dynamic. It shows you what you can achieve with a theatre system re recreating a proper stadium concert. Um, it, I guess it depends on whether it's a music demo or a movie de a movie demo. Um, Both. The, the, I think if you just if there's one clip, it's probably the new um, Gaga movie um, "Star Is Born." That's that's a clip which definitely resonates with people. You finish the clip and it's quiet in the room, so people are really drawn into it. It's I don't know three and a half minutes long or so, um, but you definitely um, strike a chord with pretty much everyone. So that's going to be playing. I'll probably hear that a billion times over the next eighteen months until probably the Freddie Mercury movie um, is available from the Kaleidoscape store. Then that will be the, the next one. Yeah. Is that in your toolkit? A Star Is Born. Actively detest that film, <laughs> so I won't be playing that clip in any uh, any uh, demonstrations at the showroom. I don't think. I don't think it would go down very well with the uh, passers-by and the designers. It's just awful film. I haven't seen it. To be fair, this you shouldn't. That clip. You really shouldn't. Nah. It's not very good. It's going to win an Oscar. What do you mean? It's going to win an Oscar. It's cheese. How about if it's music only? What would you choose? Uh, I probably the go-to would be. Um, the Muse track Madness, um, big stadium, everyone sings along at the end in the crowd and that just really lifts the room up. Um, looks stunning, sounds stunning and they're an amazing live band. They really can, you know, fill a stadium. Um, there's very few bands that can do that these days and they nail it. Yeah. It's not quite as good as Radiohead though. According to Pip. Not quite as good. They're still very good. Still very good. I, I just think it's uh, really interesting listening to Barry talk and his drivers for um, not selling but talking to his customers and then my drivers for talking to my customers just seem so far removed and that's because everyone that works in the AV industry probably came into it because they had a passion for music and audio as a background and so that's something that people can really build a rapport and engage on whereas my customers just have such a completely different set of interests and requirements that um, feels like uh, Feels like we don't work in the same job, even though they're so very closely yeah. aligned. But they still want audio, but perhaps it's not first on their tick list. 
they, they want audio, but there's just a completely different mindset and drivers behind it. And when we try and talk about some of the things that Barry would talk to his customers, i.e. me about, um, we would just be met with such a completely different look on their face um, than, than when Barry would say it to someone like myself. Yeah, and I think it comes back to, you know, I, I actually am very lucky. I get qualified leads and generally it's people that have already dealt with the, the inverted commas, boring parts of the house that I don't know anything really about lighting. Um, I'm aware of control, but couldn't program anything myself. Um, so I'm aware of these facets existing within what we do, but I specialize in audio video. So everything I talk about, everything I do, all of the demos I do are all based on just delivering killer performance. Um, and then it's the integrator's job to integrate that into someone's home. So I really don't, um, have to um, fortunately worry about too much of um, of the other other aspects. Yeah, it's um, it's so true. And when I go into um, talk to designers about what we do, part of the opening statement about who we are is I say that um, I set up MV Integration because I was sick of being the the person that was suffered throughout the course of the project, and that's so common for for being the AV guy because um, everyone knows that you're like you're like a necessary evil that you need to be there to do those things that the customer wants and needs, but we're always the people that are just perceived with or met with negativity because there was a beautiful wall and someone put a keypad over there or, or, or an infinite number of reasons. So uh, yeah, Barry's definitely got the easy job out of us too. So how do you <laughs> present yourself? You don't call yourself an AV guy then when you're having these conversations, do you? I think it's such a coin phrase that, you know, it would sound like a bit of a buzz marketing word if I tried to sell it as anything else, because that's the, the household term for what we do. But I just try to explain the, the different mindset that we're adopting, because that's what fits with where we sell our projects. And, you know, it's called NV Integration. In our, our, our own strapline is integrated home technology for that reason, because we, if there is a speaker that needs to be put there, we'll do our utmost to make it look as good as possible, but still sound as good as possible as well, because the customer wants a speaker there. Where do you think audio is heading? Um, I think it's something that's going to keep evolving as all of the technologies are. Um, I think that's going to be a driven by the content, but be about things in, in our market, in the high end residential world. I think there'll be new drivers. We saw a huge shift after a long time of Dolby 5.1 surround sound being the standard to now Dolby Atmos being the standard. And I think there, there will be new cool things that come along, which could do that for audio as well. I heard of something that came out of CES, Dolby are doing immersive audio. Now they're working on technology called immersive audio. It's 13 channels of audio. And that's not something that they've invented for domestic users um, to have in their home, unless it's done with a, some kind of phantom uh, soundbar style speaker, but 13 channels of audio, if we could say to our customers, do you want to, do you want to sit in the middle of the room and listen to a concert just as you, just as you would with the bass on the left and the drums on the right and the vocals in the middle, and you could distinct those channels rather than having two channels of audio. I think that's something that if we explained it and packaged it up to our customers in the right way, that they could absolutely get excited about, and they don't need to be hi-fi nerds and geeks to have an interest in that. So creating that killer experience is, is possible and more possible in the future. The future of audio is going into technology as the world is, but the technology will be the drivers of what we put into our customers' homes. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you to our guests, Barry and Pip, for those insights, and to the team at Meridian for hosting us here in this wonderful facility. Do come and experience it. Barry, for one, would be delighted to showcase how great Metallica and others can sound in a space like this. Please also make sure you enter our fantastic AWE competition to win a Sony projector worth £5,000. There's a question hidden in this episode and one also in the January episode on lighting, so check those out and respond to AWE on Twitter with your answers. Next month, we're heading to Manchester to catch up with Nicola Fulstow of Sona and Ben Davis of Inspire AV to look at social media, marketing and how you go about building a brand in this industry, amongst other things. You can also find us on Twitter at The Int Home Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Integrated Home Pod. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of Meridian Audio and AWE. We are a Wildwood and Alpha Media production. The Integrated Home supports Together for Cinema. Together for Cinema is an AV industry movement that designs and installs cinema rooms in children's hospices across the UK. So far, thanks to the huge generosity of manufacturers, distributors and integrators freely giving of their time, products and expertise, we've created 21 dedicated cinemas. In these special places, children, their families, staff and volunteers are now enjoying fantastic movie experiences together. We want to build more rooms in more hospices for more children. To do that, we need your help. Visit togetherforcinema.co.uk and find out how you can be involved to help make short lives that little bit better.